you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. Episode of the Hole in None Fantasy Golf Podcast with me, Words, and the neighbor, DJE. On tonight's podcast, Tony Finau finally breaks through for his second win and totally cucks me in the process. We'll see how that shook things up on the leaderboard and we'll preview the BMW Championship, the final tournament of the BLC 2021 Fantasy Golf season with a special guest picker. And, of course, lots of things to cover on the casting couch, so let's settle in. Hi, Johnny. Hello, words. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm great. Um, been here some of the afternoon with No, you're not. I saw, I saw Roto-Rooter in your driveway, so you're not having a good day. Having a terrible but, day. But those are your issues. It, it is. Hey, but one thing, did we even talk about how I fixed my washer last week? It's <laughs> 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 another one of those things. It's like, okay, if I fix, fixed my washer and dryer last week, surely I could figure out this fucking plumbing problem. Jesus Christ, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, surely I can fix a busted pipe underneath a concrete slab in my garage. Yeah, I want to like, I, I get that it's like cars and plumbing. The two things that if you don't really have any clue what you're talking about, you can just get absolutely bent over and fucked by whoever's trying to help you. <laughs> Not in a good way. No. Did your dog just break in? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've, I've had I've had an okay day. Actually, it's been pretty shitty, but you know, only have about 12 to 16 more hours before <laughs> you and I's lives get a lot better, right, Words? Kill I say that, and then you know we'll drop five hundred and fifty bucks to play a golf course to shoot like ninety, and yeah. be like, "Why the fuck did I do that?" Ugh. Yeah, the harder one of the harder golf courses in the uh, in the states. Yeah, I'm gonna roll in and, like you said, pay the five fifty, get a dozen golf balls, and fucking barrel roll onto that first tee box. Okay, if you didn't hear words as uh, bonsai call there, we're talking about the ocean course at Kiwa Island that recently hosted Phil Mickelson's record-breaking win in the PGA Championship, and Words and I will be playing on Friday with a bunch of our good buddies, and it's going to be an all-out shit show. Luckily, I had some balls surplus, so I'm not going to have to spend extra money on buying Pro V1s there, thank fucking Christ. <laughs> um, but I also got my 7-iron fixed, by the way. Short short turnaround there. I got the 7-iron back in the bag after snapping it into its shadow, so... Uh, you know, we'll see how that fares there at one of the hardest golf courses in the country, right? Nice. So our club pro Tim gave you an over under eighty two, and when I was playing the other day, I was like, "Hey, so you gave J E eighty two, another another guy eighty five. Like, what? Where am I? I've been playing like shit all summer." And he kind of looks at me, and you know, Tim is kind of deadpan. He's like, "Oh, I think you're an eighty two guy." Oh and yes. I was like, oh really? And then he was like, "Oh yeah." And like walking away, I'm like. Was he fucking serious, or is he just like, oh, yeah, no, 82, yeah, you could totally do that there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, words. 
That means that you and I are going to play straight up. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't try this bullshit. No, we'll stick with the GHIN app. Yeah. Let the computer scientists who built that. I still don't necessarily agree with that app. You know, it's like, I guess obviously it ranks on potential. That's kind of how they judge your handicap. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, judging my mind, I have less potential than what my parents thought. <laughs> yeah, come on. Andrew's a bright young man. Yeah. Come on. The 15-year disappointment is going to continue for old mom and dad. <laughs> well, it ought to be interesting words. I, I got to think that uh, the other place we're playing is something something dunes, but who knows. But I can't imagine what that's going to feel like after being put through the ringer at Kiwa. Yeah, I'm completely fired up for this trip. I mean, not even just the golf. The trip is going to be bananas and it's like i need to really kind of check myself i feel i have a feeling like it's gonna be one of those things where i'm in the plane tomorrow and like i could get so excited that i could like trigger something and like i'm bipolar now it's like ah! <laughs> yeah that or like just like have a stroke or something yeah you know? i can definitely <laughs> see myself stroking out <laughs> need an ambulance called i i i forget uh I, we were playing so i had a great weekend of golf i played with lovey two days and he, he kept making th some comment about strokers oh it's like oh we got a couple strokers on this hole and i was like oh boone pickens is in our group <laughs> oh. I, I didn't know boone had a stroke i'm trying to think of <laughs> only like 10 before he died <laughs> i'm just joking that's he terrible. still has the the greatest quote of anyone on real sports with brian gumbel when they're you know like there's some osu teachers mm -hmm. like talked about this it's my money <laughs> it's my money i can do what i want with it yeah which real big jerry jones vibes well words i mean i think we kind of we're gonna get into this it's like if you're fucking relative was rich and didn't want to give you the money <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> daniel craig james bond you fucking asshole yeah, he what did he announced this week that he doesn't believe in inheritance for his kids. <laughs> I mean, that's how you get murdered. Yeah, if I hey you and me just became Eric and Lyle Menendez, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dead <laughs> on behalf on behalf of Daniel Craig's kids. We're gonna we're gonna set up a hit for hire yeah. and be like, oh, he doesn't believe in inheritance. What about life insurance? Like, what if he's mysteriously murdered? Would I get the money then? Yeah. I bet he's got a hell of a life insurance policy. Well, I mean, seriously, what what were his what was his logic behind not wanting to give his money to his own children? I don't Just know. Spend it all. Turns them into shitheads. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if I had a few million bucks, I'd be a total piece of shit. Oh, 100 percent. No one would want to be around me. <laughs> I'd be. Hey, who wants to go eat some fucking steak? <laughs> who wants to play golf all day? Me. <laughs> fuck you and fuck my kids. <laughs> What else? Uh, you came over for dinner on Sunday night to my house, you and Maggie. How about that? Yeah, you know, words. it was so funny. And not to think, like, I haven't even told you this, by the way. It's like you had a nice text. Hey, you guys want to come over for a low-key dinner, you know, it's tomorrow night? And I'm just like, hey, Maggie, words just invited us over for dinner. Like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? And so, like, you know, Maggie and I are like, oh, God, are they going to tell us – are they gonna? Are they moving? Are they pregnant with another kid? This words fucking is words quitting the show. Yeah. <laughs> I just I fucking quit. We just totally anticipated you guys dropping a bomb on us when we no. were over there. It turns out it's just dinner. <laughs> you know, we haven't had anyone over for like eighteen months, and so I was like, well, let's just fucking let's just invite them. They're just right there. Jesus. <laughs> they're more. They're so much more likely to say yes than everyone else because they can just walk. Yeah, <laughs> twenty five yards. They literally have no excuse. 
but I, I, I typically don't like putting ourselves in a position where our wives can like corner us and start asking us a bunch of questions together. Like, <gasps> yeah, no, trust me, because <laughs> whenever oh. when I when I accepted the 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 invitation to come over, so uh, my wife had a baby shower on Sunday and. So naturally, with no golf, because obviously they, de- they delayed the final round of Monday because of the hurricane, Henri. And uh, so it's like one thirty, two o'clock, and I'm sitting here. I have no fucking idea. Like, what am I going to do? So I text our boy Spence. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to go have a couple beers? And so he's like, man, I just don't know if I can get out of the house. And it was no more than like 15 minutes later that I get a text back. He's like, so you want to meet at the garage in 10 minutes? <laughs> and so... Ended up going to the garage, run into Mike Mike Fade there, who's having lunch with his with his wife. So next thing you know, we've got a fucking three way golden tea game going on. Before you know it, there's a three way going on. And, exactly. But uh, you know, I I had I had a fair amount of beers there, and then I'm like, oh shit, I can't be like all drunk going to Words' house. I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of like slap myself in the face a few times, splash some water on my face, and uh, end up bringing a bottle of wine over, which. I think I drank three quarters of it. You might have had a glass. Yeah, seven eighths. I was pretty beat the fuck up when I got home and was fairly hungover on, on Monday morning, to be quite honest. So, uh, dinner was great and then kind of got drunk on accident. So, well, what's per- new? Yeah, weird, John. There were zero surprises there. What else? I'll tell you what else. That fucking dessert you served from Trader Joe's, like the half brownie, half cookie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Listen, we don't do free ads around here, but I will do a free ad. If you need to go to fucking Trader Joe's and find this half brownie, half cookie, just piece of fucking absolute magic, like unbelievable dessert. So uh, thank you for introducing me to that. You're welcome. Well, that was a staple when I was on the Bryson diet, uh, but that was about 15 ago. <laughs> so I haven't had it in a while. I was happy to get it again. Yeah. Well, right back on my downward spiral, just out of control. Well, it's a good thing I was drunk and just high as fuck to just enjoy the shit out of that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Never would have guessed, John. Um, what else we can talk about? There's a man that punched a woman at a Steelers game after she slapped him which was great. That was great. Um, and then he, for good measure, he went ahead and knocked out her boyfriend also. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think Jenny or Maggie has ever gotten us put in a position where we just got our ass beat. That would be so fucked up. He was just sitting there beginning. He was like, shut up, wife. Shut up, wife. And she kept going. And yeah. she finally slapped the dude. And he kind of like took a second like, God, do I hit this bitch? Yeah, I know. And what was funny is like he he had like glasses on, you know, and it's like she kind of knocked his glasses sideways. And as soon as he straightened oh my the glasses, God. he like no, kind of he took him off, and he became fucking <laughs> Superman, Mike Tyson. I mean, he was just throwing rights like he'd been throwing them his he, whole life. He caught that dude once to where the dude was falling away, and then as he was falling away, he He's, got him with like the straight up knockout punch, and he, that dude was out it was in like his he seat, blacked out in the seat, just <laughs> completely lifeless. Hey, and you know what? I I know after it settled down, everyone was like, "She hit him first. Yeah, she hit him first. You could tell. You could tell that they like, were yes! on yes! the guy's side who beat the shit out of the guy. But the other thing too is, um, as far as not being put in the situation for that to happen to us with our significant others, I do have a friend who got his fucking teeth knocked out because his girlfriend was like running her mouth, and he's no longer dating her. But it was like a shitty fucking deal. Like literally got his teeth knocked out. Tough scene. Yeah. So get that get that woman on a chain. Don't let her say anything too offensive. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny Words. Yeah. So that was pretty intense. 
All right, what else? Uh, OnlyFans. They said earlier this week there's no more porn on OnlyFans, like right when we were getting ready to get our foot in the door. And <laughs> with our with our foot page, our foot fetish page. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, today they reversed course, apparently. Cool. And why do you think? Because, I mean, it had to have been at least 90% of uh, the producers, <laughs> one the word, content creators on OnlyFans. Money. Yeah, well, that was the deal. They took it off because the banks were like, we're not going to be involved in this porn stuff. And then they were like, okay, well, we're going under. How else am I supposed to watch Maitland Ward finger her ass? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. but It's the chick that used to be on uh, Boy Meets World, and now she's like a full-blown porn star. <laughs> and she's like pretty decent. She's got some old like shitty tattoos that are fading away, but you know. Was she the one that dated... Uh... Corey? Yeah. No, it's the other one. The kind of the redhead, like, punky bitch. Oh, yeah. You would never have guessed that she would have gotten into porn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched a porn where uh, Corey's brother, Sean, fucked her. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Um, but, yeah, so that that's the other thing. It's like I saw the analogy. It'd be like, okay, OnlyFans is going to stop all porn content. That's like Pizza Hut not selling pizza, you know? It's like, what's the fucking point? But... Then again, I guess <laughs> they were just going to limit themselves to like pics of like b-hole shots and tits. <laughs> Apparently, I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, um, what else, John? There was one thing that we didn't talk about last week that I was reminded, and it was in my notes to talk about last week, but we just didn't. For, I mean, shit, you know, sometimes we just get carried away. But our, our boy Tiger actually was who told me about this, and and I saw it when it happened. But Doug Barron. Uh, won on the champions tour last week oh, yeah. the week before last and like straight up he won a, made a long putt dramatic fashion got the win it was sick i mean he makes like a 35 foot putt and then literally <laughs> he gets on they get, come up right after him and with the cameras and like he hadn't had a mic in front of him in a while you yeah, can he tell go, he goes man i just went out there and fucking took it <laughs> <laughs> like I, he didn't he didn't choke or nothing i just went out there and fucking took it from him i've got the audio cool <laughs> so yeah he just fucking took it if you know what i mean so uh doug Barron is a very very uh colorful character and obviously gained a couple of fans over here after after that <laughs> anytime someone drops an f-bomb on national tv you've got my attention you're on the wall of fame for us well good speaking of new golfers jr smith john who made over 90 million bucks playing professional basketball is now a freshman walk-on at North Carolina A&T, walking on the golf team. I love this so much. I do too, and uh, I saw something about people just talking shit. It's like, oh, you know, he's taking a spot away from another young man. He's the fifth guy on their golf team. So, uh, one, exposure to the program, going to be great for them. Also, this motherfucker could easily fund the golf program himself. Yeah. So I'm sure he's going to be doing some of that. They'll get swagged out. You know, he, I don't know if he, I think he might be a Jordan guy. He's got a great golf swing. I've seen him play golf over the last number of years. Um, so I think this is great. And if you can't fucking keep going in the NBA, I think he's already, he's 35 years old. Why not go ahead and just take your money and go play golf now? Yeah, he's got dreams too, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the same thing, except I don't have even remotely 0.5% of the money that he has, or hopefully has. I mean, I would think. Yeah, probably not. If you did, then you'd be dead too. <laughs> I'm already dead inside words. 
Uh, but no, I I love this. Anytime anyone does anything that can like you put yourself out there to be like shame and embarrassed, like I'm all for this. So yeah, he could you know drop out after a year and not make it and quit, or he could stick around for four years and actually do some cool stuff. So you know, it's just kind of like Bryson doing the long drive deal. John Peterson, he's throwing his his name back in on the Corn Ferry Tour, trying to uh, qualify for the Corn Ferry Tour. I, I do like anytime someone goes for something pretty wild and uh, they could crash and burn, but they do it anyways. Well, what I loved about um, one, the Bryson thing, you kind of just grazed over that. That's He's been, obviously, it's well known that he's been kind of talking with my guy, Kyle, the show's boy, Kyle, and kind of getting tips on how to hit it further, but now he's actually throwing his fucking hat in the ring, and he's going to fucking try to compete at the World Championship Long Drive, which there's no... I don't think the World's Long Drive deal exists anymore. This is like its own little... Tour. Like, yeah, the, the yeah, tour. Yeah, he's, he's a tour member now. Yeah, well, I mean, that I don't think the tour exists anymore. Like the, without With COVID, I think they lost all their fucking money. Like They don't have a TV contract anymore, so they're doing all of this at like a driving range where Kyle Berkshire trains with a guy named Bobby Peterson. And it's this driving range where they now host all of these big tournaments. And so Bryson is entering this world championship tournament at this driving range. So that's, that's what I gathered from that. Well, I'm all for it. Good for them. I wonder if he's still going to be hitting that shitty Cobra driver that he talks so much (laughs) shit about. (laughs) Surely they want to just, cut the cord on that as soon as they can right i mean i would have thought they would have done it already but apparently they didn't you know so no they probably got too much money invested as far your cobra you're talking about right yes yeah um yeah that'll be interesting to see and then what else did you say about with bryson you you said something else right after that no um just john peterson oh yeah peterson Hasn't he done this two or three times before? He said, I mean, after Tiger won the Masters, he said he was better than... Uh, Cantley. Cantley, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Did mean, Cantley top one, 15 in the world? At one point in time, he absolutely was. I mean, you won a national NCAA individual title. You know, he was at one point, but shit, he ain't 24 anymore. I was better than Steph Curry at basketball. When Steph... Before Steph was fucking born. Yeah, when he was in lower <laughs> school, maybe. Charlie. No, not, not even that. Like, before he was born, I was better than him. Cool. And let's see, anybody I'm older than at golf, like, that plays golf, like... Morikawa. Give it a fucking rest, Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what he does. Yeah. Hey, I can't say I wouldn't be rooting for him. He's kind of a douche, but I can't say I wouldn't be rooting for him if he did make a run, so... Well, here we are. Yeah. All right, last bit of news. Your boy Elon and Tesla... They continue to stay in the news, announcing they're going to build a humanoid robot. Even though he has said himself that AI is the biggest threat to humanity, he just went ahead and said, fuck it, I may as well make a little cash before we all go down. (laughs) I haven't made enough cash. (laughs) Skynet's going to become self-aware. The best thing about that was they had some poor schmuck dress up like a robot and start walking around like a fucking robot during this announcement. It's like, Elon, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? That's just a guy in a suit up there, man. He's just moving around like a robot, doing the robot dance. He's got a fancy suit, though. I really know how to put on a show, yes. And did you see that the this, the picture of him that he tried to delete from the internet where he's like a oh. gothic vampire? Yeah. It's <laughs> resurfaced. I, I, Elon Musk, that is. Yeah, I believe I shared that this week. Yes. Um, 
words, one other quick thing we got to talk about. The the news that we saw where it was a, <laughs> a, a woman who was banned from a zoo for having an affair with a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> Let them live. I mean, listen, I think all of us probably jerked off to Lola Bunny when we were younger, but a uh, chimp? Jesus. <laughs> they had to make Lola Bunny like so much less sexy in Space Jam 2. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that was such a clickbait article, uh, but I was definitely expecting something kind of weird like, you know, the, the monkey hiding the knuckle or something like that. But it was nothing. It's like she went in there and they like waved at each other. Yeah, he didn't want to hang out with the other chimps because yeah, because he's been he'd been a pet before, and so like he naturally just likes hanging around humans and being around them. I will say she kind of incriminated herself a little bit when you know she first off I think she went like every fucking day, but then too they asked her and she was like, "Yes, we're having a full blown affair, and I don't care who knows." Yeah, he f- all right, he fucked me. Okay, <laughs> easy lady. <laughs> yeah. We don't uh, we don't encourage bestiality, but this story was just too much to pass up. It pulls at the heartstrings <laughs> for sure. She's uh, she's banned from the zoo now, and you know, chimp still is not hanging out with the other chimps, zookeepers. Set them free. Agreed. All right, John, that's it. Should we take it on over to Joyzy City? Yes. Or Tony, big Tony Finau. He finally gets it done, John. And it took, I think, maybe the perfect circumstances for him. Uh, he was not in the final group, and they went out on a Monday after the entire field just got completely blacked out on Sunday in New York City. But he's Mormon, so he didn't drink, and he was fresh as a daisy on Monday. What, I think he birdied five of his last seven holes and played like an absolute stud. So congratulations to Tony Finau. It did end up cucking me for the second week in a row. Uh, John Rahm, my pick, was winning wire to wire at that point. Until, honestly, he had it on cruise control until about the 15th hole on Monday. And then got a little loose with his driver and just didn't really get it done. But still, T3 for him. And, I mean, Tony, it's been 1,975 days, if you haven't seen that graphic yet. Yeah, and uh, it, it's well over five years, right? I mean, 2016 Puerto Rico um, Open. And I can't. I can tell you it was definitely a shit show of how they were trying to broadcast it. I mean, I was literally, I was listening on PGA radio sitting inside my house. Um, Come to find out it ended up being on Paramount, but then they cut from Paramount. It was on NBC sports. Then it was on Paramount and they ended up cutting to like a news deal on Paramount. So I think even if you had that, you couldn't see the finish, but I don't know if there's anything more shocking to me than what John Rom did on the back nine because I I had given him the trophy. I mean, for John Rom, oh, clearly the number one player in the world, the best player in the world. He had you know sixty three in the first round and basically had led wire to wire, and then for him to literally just like throw up all over himself on the last three holes, basically four holes. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. And up to that point, you know, he didn't make a bogey on Thursday or Friday. I was working pretty much all day Monday, so I wasn't able I wouldn't have been able to watch even if it was on TV, which you're right. What a joke by the PGA Tour who all year all we hear is how important the playoffs are to them and like how they're trying to build this up. It's like, "Thank God you guys aren't in charge of the majors cuz you guys fuck up the, the the simplest of things." Like, yeah, maybe we should put this on TV or have a contingency plan in case we get rained out on that Sunday whatever but with rom i was following on their app which is really good with the shot cast it's it was like clockwork 
every single hole. It's like 320 down the middle, 320 down the middle. He makes the game look so easy, and you're right. It, I can't believe that it happened. He was in the last group, and so he saw Tony making the big push, and he he had fallen. Um, but, yeah, it was it was quite a shock, honestly. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, he's he's got it going. I mean, I'm taking him this week. Yeah, uh, uh, words. We said it before, and just like at the U.S. Open, an angry Spaniard is a, is a good Spaniard. I mean, I think John Rahm is the odds that he has coming into this tournament are re- ridiculous. It's like pl- six and a half to one. It's like a ridiculously low Tiger Woods like, not quite on that level, Number, but yeah. he is by far the favorite this week. But uh, at one point, having a three shot lead on the back nine to then miss a playoff by two shots. That is not John Rom esque. And I got to think that he is one to probably bounce back very quickly and will more or less make that a thing of the past this weekend. But I got to say Cam Smith for a guy that literally made one of the best putters in the, in the game has a putt for 59 on, on Saturday and, Basically, it's like just inside 12 feet, and he doesn't even give it a chance. One of the worst putts he hit all weekend. And then gets into the playoff with John, with Tony Finau and just block slices one OB and basically gives away with one swing. Just like he did last month. And it wasn't Memphis. Where was that? No, it was Memphis. Or no, it was the Zurich. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was Louisiana's the two-man tournament, and they won. Louis was who put it in the water. In that oh, field. yeah. No, he did do it at Memphis then. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, yeah, the second time he's done that, which is a little... Oof. Well, you can't say enough about Tony Finau. The guy's had the game to be able to win, and for him to finally get this second win and just kind of get people to stop talking about that, the six-foot putt he made on 18 to save his par and essentially get in... Sandy. More or less set up the ability to be in that playoff because he was in the group ahead of Cam Smith. I mean... Nervy, nervy putt on the last hole. And Cam Smith even, you know, kind of faltered early in his round and then Got really played well on the back nine to get into the playoff too. So um, two very deserving guys in the playoff, but no one more deserving than Tony Finau to get his second win on the PGA Tour. Big Tony, it's what we started the year with. It was like, when is Tony going to bust through and get a second win? I came real quick on him. First four <laughs> tournaments of the year. And I think a lot of guys have already spent up all their Tony picks. Um, but yeah, got to feel great for the guy. And, you know, another hat tip to John Rom, who kind of stuck around afterwards to congratulate them. I know that, uh, they have a lot of respect for one another. He hung around when Tony, uh, blew it in LA earlier in the year. Yeah. i I'm really happy for Tony, even though I got fucked over for the second week in a row on a Sunday. So that's 2 million bucks. That was just kind of a, two strokes away total. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, <laughs> sure it was. Did. Yeah, sure I did. wish you could see his fucking smile. Uh, and and not to you know we can this is a whole new can of worms, but you know you and I kind of came out uh, talking about the week the previous week's winner Kevin Kisner and how we kind of didn't agree with this whole frantic push to get him on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, and what do you know? Fast forward a week and we we're fucking right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had I had, no, I had no, several yeah, Kisner, people. Yeah, I had yeah. several people text me about that and how that take was wrong, and I was like, listen. I respect the fact that you're you're saying that he's a good match play player. That was one thing we did not acknowledge. Yes, he is a great match play player, but the places where he's won the match play are not long golf courses. And when he comes off of a win, I get it. He probably got fucked up. He finishes third to last this week. So you give me Tony Finau versus 
Kevin Kisner and who belongs on the team at a hard golf course. Like they're going to set up whistling straights hard as shit. Yeah. And so you give me the choice. What do you know? Tony Finau was one of those bubble guys. He's now played his way in. I think he is the last qualifying spot right now. The, the actual qualifying tournaments in this week. So, um, there's a couple guys that have a chance at the last spot. Five of the guys have already solidified their spots on the team. Obviously you got DJ Brooks, JT, Bryson, Bryson, and I believe Spieth. No, Spieth isn't quite there yet. But really? it's either Tony Xander, uh, one of those guys are all right there. So there's only going to be like about two to three guys up for grabs. Which well, how about the news about Patrick Reed, um, my guy last week who I picked, who pulls out with an ankle injury, only to find out yesterday that the guy's got double fucking pneumonia and won't play this week either. Yeah, I had a kind of a funny joke earlier in the week about Justine poisoning him, but now it's just like, whoa, a little too serious. Yeah, and I, I even heard one guy reporting that he had that Patrick Reed has COVID, and that's why he has the double pneumonia, but obviously— I was going to say, they're both respiratory. Yeah, and so Patrick Patrick Reed's in the fucking hospital right now, and I think he's going to be there for the next couple days. So, I mean, obviously, all jokes aside, if anyone's going to make a joke about a sickness or— poking fun at something like this it's probably us but all jokes aside Patrick Reed is not looking very hopeful to play in the Ryder Cup because of this unfortunately so it'll be interesting to see what Stricker does as far as those picks are concerned still don't think Kevin Kisner is going to be the guy agree take Sam Burns over Kisner exactly um yeah, and he's also, I think he, he's inside the top 30 right now, but only 28, so there's a very good likelihood he's not going to be able nah, to he's East 20, Lake, he's even 26. if he makes a, night, a, a big recovery this week. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Jeez, what a downer you brought up, Jay. Uh, well, I was just going to say that there was some good things that happened. Obviously, Tony, that's a great story, everything else, but there was a handful of guys that played their way into this tournament because of high finishes, one of them being our guy, Keith, don't call me Paul Mitchell. Another guy, Gooch. I think he was inside the top 60, he, he, but he made he a, big, a big uh, putt on 18 to uh, make the cut on the number. And he got a little chest pound in there, too. I fucking loved seeing it. Um, so he's he is well in there right now, um, going to be fighting for a spot at East Lake. Can you tell me who got the last spot in, Words? No, I can't. None other than lefty Phil Mickelson, number <sighs> seven. He gets the last spot in. But Harry Higgs moves from 80 to number 69. Go go get uh, go get yourself a number there, Harry Higgs. I would love to see Higgs play well this week and get in. Um, another guy that made him played his way in was uh, Harold Varner III. He played well, finished with a top 15. Um, Tom Hoagie, who top four finish, he moves all the way from 108th to number 48 to get in here. Yeah, um, he's playing great. Eric Van Royen, despite a, tr- a quadruple bogey seven on the back nine on his back, still shoots even par 71 in the final round to move from 76 to 45 to get in. And then Alex Noren, also with a top 10, played his way in from 91 to number 43. So congrats to those guys for doing what they had to do. Survive and fucking advance. Yes. What else happened this week? Okay, your boy, your pick, Spieth has back-to-back eagles on one day and then back-to-back triples on another day. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a bigger a Jordan Spieth tournament. Had a little bit of everything. Yep. Uh, his back-to-back eagles was incredible, though. He jarred one from about 120 and then uh, had another insane chip in, like he does. Um, what else, Johnny? Shoot. Let me just run down the scorecard real quick. So, yeah, T- 
Finau one, Cam Smith two, John Rom three, Alex Noren kind of from out of nowhere gets T four. JT plays well for a change. T four. Van Royen, as you say, Keith Don't Palmy Pete Mitchell, Corey Connors, T eight. Patrick Cantley had a good tournament as with Keegan Bradley. Harold Varner the third gets another T eleven. Harry Ball Higgs, T sixteen with our boy Oklahoma native Robert Streb and Sung Jay and Pat Perez and Xander all there at sixteen. Sebastian Munoz and your boy Stu Sink. Stu and Reagan. Sink. I think I call the shots. <laughs> I don't know, you ask me. I think I call the shots. Mackenzie Hughes, the Canuck, continues to play well at hard tournaments. He was on DraftKings for me. Billy Hoshio, he was uh, Billy Hoshio was tied for 31st. Along with Harris English, Seamus Power, Poulter, and Kepka. Who else? Joaquin, T47, D Berger, and then some guys, some notables that missed the cut and are gone. Adam Scott, DJ is not gone, but he did miss the cut, and I took him. And he did it in a really ugly fashion, too. He three-putted from about 11 feet, um, which would have gotten him through. But it Hey, was... similar to like our boy Rosie the week before, three-jack in the last hole to basically miss the playoffs. Ugh. And then there was also Colin Morikawa. He missed the cut. And then on Thursday, kind of mentioned, like, hey, I tweaked my back, and it actually happened at the Olympics. So, you know, that was a little weird. Don't be trying to get a little bitchy, boy, there, Morikawa. Anyways. You want to take a look at the BLC leaderboard, John? Yeah, sounds great. Words. Um, last week, we did have one player, one player in the league who picked Tony Finau. None other than Mr. Slaz, Brian Asbell. He finished with $1.79 million. Um, just nipping at his heels, $1.3 million. You had Ryan Ford, a.k.a. Ford, the guy I talked shit about and said he doesn't listen to the show, only for him to text us the next day and be like, hey, thanks for the shout-out, J.E., you fucking asshole. Um, Ford had Cam Smith, Corey Connors, both making the cut. His third was Hatton, who missed. Jim Brown, a.k.a. Greg Brown there, also had Cam Smith, $1.18 million. And then my boy Crowder um, also had Cam Smith and mixed in Paul Casey and Jordan Spieth. Uh, two other guys tied tied there at uh, fifth. You've got C. Rob Slicers, the Commish, and Touch of Klaus, Ben Klaus. They both had the same lineup of Rom, Spieth, and Justin Thomas. Billy Parker, a.k.a. Billy Baru, there at number seven. Nathan Wilson, holding tight to the number two spot, finished with a top ten at number eight. And number nine was Anko with just over 870000 And rounding out the top ten was the Simon Sand Swingers of Floyd Simon. Um, words, you had a week that wasn't, could have been a lot better. That's for goddamn sure. 688,000, you finished 20th. I was down there at 44th with 180,000, uh, that Patrick Reed withdrawing left me with Abe Answer, who did not have that great of a week. So, um, as far as the overall standings words, we have one week left and it all comes down to this. I'm going to start with the overall standings and we're going to break down segment three. So overall, holding tight to the first place spot by 411,000 who had John Rahm last week. Had he won, he could have closed the door, but he didn't. $411,000 lead is Harper Ward, a.k.a. Vegas Dave. Up one spot to number two, a guy that's been there all year, Nathan Wilson. He's only $411,000 back. In third place, falling one spot, Keegan's bestie, Matt Stonecipher. Up one spot to number four. Only English with an ace. My sister with an improbable run 
which looks like is going to finish with a top five potential finish here, can only get a little bit better or it could get a lot worse. Down one spot, Jordan Blackburn, J Black 2021 to number five. Up one spot and now in sixth spot, two-shot par, Edward Haruz. Up three spots and at his personal highest ranking all year, El Chapo, Sam Swanson. Up one spot and vying for another top 10 finish after successfully winning the league last year is two gloves attorney Doug Nix. Down three spots to number nine is Travis Risser, a.k.a. Ginger Jesus. And falling two spots to number 10, Trey McClendon, a.k.a. Putterface. And just a reminder, guys, the entire top 10 is getting paid out this year. So if you can grasp on, hold on for dear fucking life to one of those last spots, you are going to make some money. So there's still several guys right on the verge of the top 10. Words, I fell one spot to number 41. I need to pick a winner this week, so maybe I can get inside the top 30 and have something to somewhat cheer about. Um, Words, you actually went up three spots. You're at number 67. And so the difference between you and I, you're at 16.1 million. I'm at 18.4. You're about $2.3 million behind me. That ain't impossible, but uh, you got to have a winner and probably a second place or a third place finish. So if Russell Henley can keep a pulse and flip Henley, John Rom does what he can do, we would be about even right now, Johnny. Well, horseshoes and hand grenades. John Rom is one thing. Russell Henley, I mean, come on, Bob. Flip Henley. <laughs> flip Henley. Um, all right, words. There's still a lot to play for in segment three. The winner of segment three gets $500, second 300 or 400, third 300. So Vegas Dave, the guy who has taken the league by storm, is leading this final segment, but only by $90,000. Second place is Spackler Squad, one of the former guest hosts on this, or guest pickers, Michael Fitch. Um, and in third place is Creighton Haddon, a newcomer to the league. He is $560,000 back. El Chapo is right there as well. He's $793,000 back. And just to list the top five there, I'm going to go ahead and mention our boy, the Beta Soy Boys, Walker Milligan, is just one, just a little over $1 million back. So any of these guys pick a winner, I mean, it's anybody's ball game that's within about $1.5 million to uh, Vegas Dave. So there's nice. still a chance that somebody can win some money out of those three. Tight race. Yeah. Tight race for segment three. A lot of action. Yeah, words. In segment three, I am 56th. Um, I think you're actually, oh no, you're 70th, damn. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, drag. So anyways, that doesn't matter. Neither one of us is going to win any money this year, so. It's okay, it's about fellowship, right? Uh-huh. I just saw, uh, as you were reading that, I was going through some news, and man, someone in Dallas died doing the Milk Crate Challenge. I heard about that. <laughs> hope that wasn't fucking narf. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I've... I've looked at that. It looks a lot easier, obviously, than it is. So I'm oh, just I was not gonna halfway. Try it. I could, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. Let's put them up in the street. I get some milk crates. <laughs> Turn Pembroke into a fucking. Hey, let's go over the seven or the homeland behind uh, over on uh, May and see if they got any extra milk crates and <laughs> see how long it takes one of us to break our fucking neck. Cool. All right, Johnny. Good rundown. Should we take it over to Baltimore, home of the wire? Caves Valley Country Club, Golf Club. I don't know. Baltimore hasn't hosted a PGA Tour event since the 60s. This course was built, I believe, in 91 to Fazio Design. It's hosted some NCAA stuff and some amateur stuff, some senior stuff, but this is by far the biggest tournament it's ever hosted. No one really knows anything about it except it looks like these guys are going to dice it up pretty good. Um, 7,500 yards, par 72, Tom Fazio Design, if I didn't say that. 
I think it's hilly with a lot of sand, not a lot of water. And yeah. it looks like there's maybe, be, depending on the wind, there are three or four holes where some beefy boys may be able to drive the green. Yeah, there's definitely some risk-reward holes. Uh, I do know that it's going to play a lot longer than even the card says. You know, I think it's already going to be playing 7,400 or more, but it's apparently gotten some some moisture there, some wetness. I heard uh, Harold Varner III on the radio today say that they're getting a lot of mud balls. Mm. So it's only going to play probably a little bit tougher, which obviously plays into the hands of what you just said, some of the big boys. So it'll be interesting to see, but I've narrowed my selections to – some of those players oh is that right john that is correct words right and there's still guys that are trying to get into the fedex cut or to the to the tour championship fuck yeah there's top 70 if you didn't know this week there's no cut line and it is the week after is atlanta country club where it's the fedex cup finals we are not picking for that week we it's will. east lake oh it's not atlanta country club is it <laughs> east lake but uh, it's in atlanta I, i'm pretty sure that even the 30th place guy next week still gets like 500k so yeah there's a lot to, to play for uh, and not to mention like another year of exempts you get to end all the every majors, majors that's one of the biggest yes. things unfortunately this week there's only 69 players obviously because patrick reed is not there um and again he's in 26 and fell four spots last week after not playing so it seems like there's going to at least be one spot open due to his vacancy so um right now max homa is that guy that's number 30 sitting there um, and, and just on the outside looking in at 31, Kevin Kisner, what do you know? Let's see how he can do at this long golf course and see if he can actually do what he needs to do to one, get into this tournament, but two, make a statement to make that Ryder cup team. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he bounces back, especially after playing like a dog last week at a, you know, a course that the big boys really tore up. So interesting stuff. Well, John, without further ado, should we bring on our guest pister? <laughs> guest pister our guest picker mr slazzy all right welcoming on the only guy to pick tony finau last week and cashing a fucking big time winner's check we got mr slaz brian asbell how we doing slazzy doing great gentlemen thanks for having me on of course absolutely great job picking tony and i have to ask before we really get into it he was going i think 66 to 1 at the betting market did you put a little Put a little cabbage on that uh, outside of the fantasy league as well. I did not. Oh, oh. all right. We'll talk next week, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Slaz, you you had a hot run. Was that last year that you were picking winner after winner just outright? Believe it or not, this is my first year in the league. Well, I know, but I meant like uh, you were you were hitting the betting. Oh, market. the betting. Yeah, that was earlier this year. I actually hit. I've hit one, two, three. I've hit six bets this year. Jesus, um, unbelievable. At the, be- at the beginning of the year, I hit three in four weeks. I hit uh, I hit Siwoo Kim at the American Express, Brooks Kefka at the Waste Management, Berger at the AT&T, and I hit Bryson at the API, JT at the Players, and Rom at the U.S. Open. You're supposed to take us to Vegas when that happens. <laughs> That's pretty good shit, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember running into you and you kind of saying that you you'd gone on a couple hot hot runs there with the with the picks. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, I mean, last week not not too many people. Obviously, you were the only one out of you know over a hundred people to pick Tony Finau. What was it that made you think that that was his time to break through and get that long awaited second win? Well, obviously, it helps when you haven't picked a guy four times. That's the first thing. <laughs> ah. um, 
Damn. Secondly, Finau always pops in majors and strong fields. And that was my main motivation for picking him last week, honestly. Yep. No, it was, it worked. That's as good a reason as any. Yep. He's a top five yeah. machine. And um, you're right. He does it at big, big field events. It was, of it was course, never- you know, on uh, Monday watching that, I was just waiting for him to shit the bed like he always does. Thank you, Cameron Smith, for not hitting a drive correctly. Good job, buddy. No shit. He definitely took the pressure off of him. But, yeah, to Big Tony, I think it was on the 15th hole, he left one in the trap, and uh, he bogeyed a pretty easy par five, which for him is kind of like a eek, moment. But uh, he did. He nutted up and got it done. So it was, it yeah. was, the, the circumstances are just so crazy, like how it all worked out for Tony, because I think, like, final group with Rom on Sunday, if, if it ended up being that, I don't think it was going to happen. And, um, you know, the Monday finish ends up being a, a blessing for old Tony, but he's, he was due a blessing uh, by this point. Yeah. He'll be able to feed his 18 children tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I heard the joke. Who has more kids, him or Philip Rivers or, or Antonio Cromartie? No, just joking. <laughs> I threw that one in there, but, uh, yeah. So Slaz, we're going to go through the featured groups and obviously if you're on one of these guys, Tell us why. Um, so the first featured group, you've got the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. He's playing with the man from Norway, Victor Hovland. And they're playing with Big Brooks Kepka. Words, you know I'm going with Xander again for the second straight week. He played well enough last week to garner another pick. And if I'm going to use him, I, I, I'm not going to go to end out the year without using Xander four times. So this is my final Xander pick, and I'm riding with him, baby. I ain't going out like that, he said. Who you got, Slazzy? Anyone in this group? I like that. Um, I have all three of these guys available, so that made this very hard for me. But uh, I'm going to go with my man Brooks Kepka this week, guys. I like That's it. That's a good pick. I like it. Bro- Brooks, yeah. Brooks is going to get to where he needs to be to have a chance for that $15 million bonus next week, I got a feeling. Right. He, uh, he had three good rounds last week. That putter really let him down on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Brooks for my final uh, time this year. You can tell he really got fucked up on their day off in New York. His wife or his stupid girlfriend, whatever, was up there, and you know she's like, "Oh, we're going here. We're gonna go here. We're gonna drink." He's like, "Okay, babe, right. whatever. Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's do it." Yeah. So uh, I like that pick too. So words you refrain from all these guys, obviously. Who's the, who's the first one in this group? It was Xander, the man from Norway, and Brooks. Yeah, I, I actually have picks from for them all, but that's why I'm in 70th place. So they're just going to stay on the board all year. Um, Victor was very, very tempting for yes. me, um, especially after breaking his putter last week, which is such a, a metal move. I, I love that for the man <laughs> from Norway. Um, but, yeah, pass on all, passing on all of them. Okay. Well, the second featured group, you've got the guy who just won last week, the guy who's now number one in the FedEx Cup, and he's playing with the guy who probably let one get away, if you ask him. Actually, two guys that let it get away, probably, if you ask both of them. John Rahm and Cameron Smith round out the group. Yeah, PGA did a great job putting these three guys together after last week, in my opinion. Um, Tony, I appreciate the, uh, the work you did last week, but... I'll be going with your sidekick next to you. John Rahm will be in my lineup this week for the fourth and final time. Yeah, simple math on that one. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be on Team Rahm as well. Well, as you guys know, I've, I've 
expended all of my John Rom picks only to hold my fucking breath to hope that he doesn't win one of these last two. But as we've said before already on this show, John Rom is really good when he's fucking pissed off. And I got to think John Rom is coming to fucking prove to the world that last week was a fluke. So I'm holding my breath. I like the John Rom picks from both of y'all. And I like John Rom's chances to win, even though I can't fucking pick him. So um, I also like Cameron Smith, man, a guy that obviously let it get away with that shitty drive um, the first playoff hole. So I would not be surprised to see Cam Smith come back in a big way, but it wasn't enough for me to sway, sway myself into picking him. So, yeah, I'm in a one and done league and I will be riding Cameron Smith this week in that. Did you see the interview? They, they, they interviewed Cam Smith and he basically was, they were like, well, you know, you're in third place in the FedEx cup. What would you do with the $15 million? And he's basically like, Honestly, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty well set as it is, you know. Pretty good, uh, mate. Haven't, haven't really thought about it, mate. I guess buy some more fishing gear. <laughs> that's that's all he wants. <laughs> Fuck JE over one more time with the heritage. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. So I I like I like everybody in this group. I I gotta think, you know, Tony after the round really kind of said that that win kind of solidifies and more or less um, validates his his career and we've always said about guys like this, when they win this kind of tournament, you never know what kind of floodgates might open. I just don't know if Tony Finau is going to get consecutive wins similar to like when Abe won. It's like, come on, is he really going to not win for five, six years and then turn around and win back to back? I doubt it. Right. Yep. So agree with you a hundred percent there. Okay. We're saying, even though I think, you know, we did say that the floodgates were going to open, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> the third eye where it's <laughs> Xander's dad's eye is going to open after this one. Um, <laughs> all right, so the third feature group, you've got Jordan Spieth. He's playing with my bastard brother, Harris English, and big Bryson DeChambeau. I really thought long and hard about old Bryson, uh, but the whole long drive thing kind of scared me off of it. <laughs> I think he's chasing the distance still, and <laughs> – too many 40s on back nines in big tournaments have scared me away from thinking he's going to go do something. But if anybody can prove me wrong, it's probably this son of a bitch. So, Well, I better savor the flavor, baby, because I am going with big bitchy boy Bryson this week. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have picked him. Fuck. His game is really trending. I mean, he's still leading the entire universe in off the tee numbers. and uh, But it's been a, his around the green, and I think he lost like five strokes putting last week. So um, his approach numbers are kind of getting around there. I think – I think he's gonna getting ready to pop this course though. Who knows? It's it's such a wild card. No one knows anything. But I may as well take beefy boy Bryson one last ride this year. I am not playing any of these guys. Uh, I don't have. I've already used Speed and Bryson four times, and just not feeling Harris English this week. Harris English is definitely one of those guys that's still trying to, I think, solidify his spot on the Ryder Cup team. Even though you would think that he's had one of the best you know, top five players this year on tour at choking so, also though. Yeah. So I could see him playing well, but you know, I didn't pick Harris English once this year and why would the fuck would I start now? So. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't, I don't pick, I don't see English winning in a field like this. I don't see English winning anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then speed, I, I uh, used my last speed pick last week. So, um, other than that, the last featured group, you've got some guys that are kind of could jump out at you, could not. Patrick Cantlay, pretty underwhelming year for his standards. Yes, he's played well at times, but really he just hasn't had it since 
oh, in the last six months or so. He's playing with JT, who kind of had a resurgence last week. Uh, obviously, fired a 63 in the first round to be tied with Rom, finished with a top you know, 10 finish. And then you've got Colin Morikawa, fresh off of missing the cut last week. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Colin Morikawa literally, after missing a cut, has a pretty damn good track record. So I still laid off of him. But I am rolling with JT this week. I like JT's chances. I've only used him once this year, and I just figure – Things seem to be coming around probably at the right time to where he's going to be ready to roll next week for the, for the uh, tour championship. And then obviously let that kind of ride into the Ryder cup. So I like JT to play well this week and hopefully get a W. What's say you Slazzy? Good pick. Um, well, I'm not sure if I, I, I looked at Cantley. Uh, and I don't know if Rom can get COVID a third time and give him another free win though. <laughs> so I backed off of him. Uh, Morikawa. Really thought long and hard about him. I've used him three times, but he's dealing with some back issues I've been I've been reading into. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, we did hear about that. It's kind of disappointing. It happened after he so, had a really shitty round. That was enough to scare me away. So I will also be riding with Mr. Justin Thomas, Johnny. All right. Wow. I love it. Nice. Love it, Slazzy. What what's yeah. so funny is I thought I thought I thought there was no way that uh English was gonna go with JT, so I really thought long and hard about it um especially after our DraftKings olympic debacle where he convinces us to go with jt over xander but we don't need to rehash all of that and what it cost me and <laughs> like what it cost us in the show <laughs> um but looking because you were so vocal about xander too huh looking, <laughs> looking back like i cannot have uh, another Morikawa. Um, if I don't, if I don't take all my Morikawa picks, yes, he probably does have something going on with his back. And yes, I do hate that he brought it up after a shitty golf round, but I'm still going to go with him because it doesn't take much for him to turn it around. Um, so yeah, that is my third pick. I got bitchy boy, Bryson, Colin Morikawa and John Rom and, and Romer. So Slazzy, you are also on Rom and uh, you're on Brooks, Rom and JT, correct? That is correct, sir. Okay. So you guys are all within that top, you know, 12 grouping or so. So I like all those picks. The guy that I'm going with for my third pick words is not in these featured groups, but he probably damn well should be even though he missed the cut last week. Cause you know, I'm rolling with my last pick. I'm going with the man with the golden nose, the defending BMW champion. I'm going with Dustin Johnson. I like for him to bounce right back. If anybody can shake off a fucking missed cut, it's Dustin Johnson. So, you know, he, he could sniff it away in a hurry. <laughs> we were talking about last week, you know, uh, you said you, you, you picked him, you missed the cut, but then you texted me, he goes, God damn it. I should have known. He was, Paulina was fucking wedding dress shopping in New York. No, she was picking it up. She had like a wet bridal shower, the whole, the whole nine. Vera Wang was there. Um, her, her friend, that's like a Russian last name. And then her gay buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Cohen. Yes. <laughs> Talk about OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my sister actually snapshotted that to me before the tournament started. And I totally forgot to mention it. And she was like, DJ's fucked this week. Yeah, he's done. And so... I like DJ to bounce back in a big way. You know, he cracked his driver just before the tournament started last week. So he played with two, three woods, a strong and a weak three wood. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? That, like with all the TaylorMades, they don't have a backup driver for their number one player in the world. Apparently yeah, not. They have enough titanium weak. on there to build another cock rocket for Jeff Bezos and they can't find another <laughs> driver for, jo for fucking Dustin Johnson. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, 
I, uh, I definitely <laughs> completely agree with you there, but I also completely agree with myself that this sets up perfectly for a bounce back win for Dustin Johnson. So. Austin, did you pack my backup driver? Oh, Austin, did you pack my bag? <laughs> my other bag. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So that rounds out the picks again. Slazzy, you're on Brooks Kepka, John Rom, and Justin Thomas. Words is on John Rom. Bryson DeChambeau and Colin Murakawa. I am on Xander Schauffele, Justin Thomas, and Dustin the Golden Nose Johnson. So uh, pretty interesting picks, all big-time players, and uh, there's only one way to find out who's going to win, and that's just let them play, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was incredible. That was like an ESPN ad. Rip it and rip it. Yes. (laughs) All right, one more thing, Slazzy, before we let you go. Because you are never one to shy away from a DraftKings, let's build me let's build me a, a DraftKings here real quick. I'm in a, a $33 one, ten thousand to first single entry, the sixty thousand dog leg baby. Are you ready to rock okay. and roll? Yeah. Have uh, you looked at any DK this stuff this week? Do you know who I am? Of course I have. <laughs> so let's start at the bottom first, and dead last, the cheapest guy on the board at six grand is our boy Robert Streb who has actually like found himself at the top of the leaderboard. I don't know if that was last week or the week before, but I kind of want to go one of these lower guys, maybe a Harry Higgs, a Charles Schwartzel, Patton Kazyler. There's Gooch there at 6,200. Hey, listen, I, I like the guys that are all playing to kind of move on. Some of those guys that you just mentioned, like they have much more to play for than some of these guys that are already shirted into the, the tour championship. So I like Harry Higgs. Okay, so J.E. said I, one. I, I like Higgs. I like uh, I do like Gooch a lot. I like Aaron Wise as well. He played really well last week. He did. Yes, he did. I had him on a DraftKings. How about K K H Lee also just lurking at six grand? I know no one's going to take him. And there's Hoagie at six grand. You know I'm a huge K H Lee guy. He's my favorite Korean. Shit, maybe this is a horrible idea. I'm not. I'm. I wouldn't go that direction myself. all right we'll start with harry ball higgs at 6200 and let's just get weird on a taylor gooch at 6200 and then i want to go with a guy you and i are both on slazzy but he's so fucking expensive Eleven thousand seven hundred. john rom you're on my team especially after what did you say a a pissed off spaniard je pissed off spaniard's a good spanner words two guys that i think you got to look at one guy that's playing as good as anybody right now, Eric Van Royen. He's got to have some value behind him, I would think. EVR, 7,500. He's on the team. He's on the squad, even though I can't stand him. But What's yes. Shane Lowry's value? Ooh, Sugar Ball Shane. I like that. He's 79. 79. He's on the squad. We got one more, and we can go. We what, can go what's your uh, – how much money? 10,500 left. We can go DJ. We can go Brooks. We can go Colin. We can go Finau, Usti, Cam Smith, Rory. B- bitchy boy Bryson. I feel like DJ is going to be a leverage play. I don't think he's going to get as much ownership this week. Okay, DJ, you're on the squad. And it's done. And it's done. We got Rom. Winner DJ, buys bag. Shane Lowry, Eric Van Royen, Harry Ball Higgs, and our boy, Taylor Gooch. Saved. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for the help, Slazzy. Yeah. What do I get? Like 10% or what's the deal? <laughs> no. We're not going to legal. We're not going to say anything as far as your ownership <laughs> stake. So we're not held liable for that on replay of this show. So 
No, in, a, in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, Slaz, we really appreciate you coming on. This has been a great little segment here. Great insight. And obviously we love your picks and uh, good luck this week. Awesome. Thanks for having me guys. Good luck. You bet Slazzy. Talk to you later, bud. All right. See you guys. Whoo, Johnny, a lot of action. Slazzy was all over it. I can't believe he picked that many winners on the year. That's that's pretty good stuff. Hey, and you know my gambling history. If I ever even came close to that, I, I'd, I'd be done. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be living in Vegas, living out of a goddamn shoebox probably. <laughs> You'd have all it takes is one word, DJE.com. Yeah, it's like, hey. It was kind of like your Johnny Sachs hit eight winners in five weeks. <laughs> I wasn't able to play golf that Saturday after you fixed your washing machine, but I can picture what the driving range was like before, like however many groups went off. Like, okay, everyone gather around here. I'll tell you how it went. So <laughs> there's this YouTube video, right? And I just popped it on and I, I had words bring over my screwdriver and I did it. <laughs> Listen, I did it. I fucking waited for the party. It came in. I did it. God damn it. What's crazy is I fixed it on Saturday. The part came in on a Saturday. And like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till Sunday to fix this. And then it came in, and I just couldn't fucking resist. I had, Bob Vila. I had just enough uh, white claw and weed in my system that I was like, I'm going to fix this son of a bitch. And I did. And I've never had more fun doing laundry in my whole life. We had a fucking lit laundry party. Nice. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, Johnny, is there anything else you want to touch on besides Harry Higgs? Uh, besides <laughs> a handful of Harry Higgs's titties or hell Phil for that matter, number 69 and 70 in the FedEx cup standings. No, but I do, I'm still getting a kick out of Rory just constantly just, I don't care. Getting in front of a microphone and acting like, why the fuck are we even playing this game? <laughs> fuck this. My life is so pointless. I have so much money. And it's, it, it is funny. Cause you know, Rory might fuck around and just win it just because he's still Rory. But like, Rory seems like the kind of guy who might just retire in like three or four years. He's it just gets odder and odder by by the season. Did you see that he threw his three wood onto the New Jersey Turnpike? He said <laughs> he was like admitting it too. He's like, oh yeah, the ninth hole, I threw my three wood onto the New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, it's like, oh okay. It's I like Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I killed some cats too. It sounded like he threw it in the Hudson off the Turnpike, basically, because he was like, so if anyone wants to go get it, it's in there. And is that how Roy talks? And it's more like Polta. Yeah, that was no <laughs> Prattish. Yeah, so I don't know. Rory, it'll be interesting to see how he plays because he clearly doesn't give a fuck and doesn't want to be there. Yeah, it's like FedEx, 15 million. I mean, really? Where am I going to put all that? That's it? Okay, whatever. Yeah, I guess. It's not worth it. Mm. Which he is kind of on the fringe. I mean, he's got to do some work. I, I think he's just kind of... In the but, 20s? But he's in the 20s. I want to say he's right around maybe like 25. I mean, he's not that high up there, so... Well, he hit the ball all right last week. He made the cut on the number, then had a big Saturday, and then, like everyone else, got real drunk on Sunday and just kind of had a whatever Monday finish. So, uh, yeah, we, were, we are going to see who wants it on this thing. Uh, he, he was drinking Conor McGregor's uh, proper 12. Proper 12, you cook. I think I told the story about – oh, Rory's 28. How about that? Yikes. Uh, I think I did tell the story about whenever uh, me, Chapo, our boy Box, and Burglar all went to Hooters for the OU-OSU basketball game, and me and Chapo were the two OU guys against two OSU guys, and we bet a shot, round of shots of proper 12, and that shit is disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So congrats on selling it, though, Connor, you bloke. You fucking cunts. Fook. Um. All right, Johnny. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's all I got. Words. All right. Well, let's enjoy some. 
a last week of one some good last golf. week, two million dollars. That's a a small hill for words to climb. Hey, we're gonna recap the entire season, obviously standings, and if whoever wins, I'm looking at you, Vegas Dave. If you win and don't come on the show, you're fucking dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, are we going to be in Mosaic next week? Yes. Hey, Reed and the Reed, boys, fire hey. it up, baby. In more ways than one, we'll see you guys next week. May we please, if we can. Perfect. All right, man. Well, let's go have some fun on this trip then, I guess. Hey, if we, if we make it back, we'll be in Mosaic, baby. <laughs> you heard him, folks. Enjoy the golf and keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness.